The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Charles Schwab Challenge. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, what up? What's going on, Rick? All, all good here on my end. Uh, yeah, Charles Schwab Challenge underway. Here we go. We had a two and a half hour lane, rain delay, Greg. Uh, so we are technically... Uh, still going on out there. Jordan Spieth, who we're going to talk plenty about, has four holes to go. So that's generally where we're at. If something changes from the time that we're speaking to when the you know the round actually ends, I think people can send their complaints to their their local trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good place. Hey, I wanted to ask you what what you guys talk about. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen yesterday. What'd you guys talk about? Spieth's Sergio. I thought so. That was basically it. Yeah. yeah. I figured you <laughs> guys would have a big run. Jordan, a big Jordan discussion. But what yeah. do you think so far, Rick? Uh, it's been good. So, I mean, listen, I, I like Colonial. It's a course that I think rewards good shots. I like that if you're a little bit uh, off, you know, a little, you're struggling a little bit off the tee, you can get yourself in some awkward spots. I think it's a very fair course and uh, guys are taking advantage of it. I don't know if we expected scores to be necessarily this low through two rounds, although there's really two guys who are kind of extending from the rest of the pack a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. You you um when you look at scoring, is this really that are guys really going that low? You have one guy at eleven under, one guy at ten under. Jordan did just make a birdie. If we uh he made a birdie yeah. at fourteen, so he's at eleven under. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, if if you're sitting at at five under, you're tied eleventh right now. So I mean, six under is top ten. That's not that low. I think part of that had to do with some windy conditions yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and then today with. A little bit less wind and some, uh, you know, a, a very soft golf course that we've had. Uh, you've seen a little bit better scoring, but all in all, I, I think it's, um, I think it's quite a test for the players. This kind of old school style golf course, it, it's a little more punishing off the tee. Um, should you miss with the trees and the rough? It certainly is, and we have to talk about the top of the leaderboard. But before I do that, so the Champions League final is set as Manchester City will take on Chelsea in the biggest soccer match of the year, and it's the K Galazzo podcast that has you covered. Luis Miguel Echegaray welcomes soccer experts every single episode to give game predictions, betting tips, players to watch, post-match analysis, and much, much more. Find K Galazzo wherever you're listening to this show and on YouTube as well, the UCL final is here, and K Galazzo has you covered. Sounds like K Galazzo is the first cut for soccer. What a name! It's just <laughs> a great name, and I like the way you say it, Rick. It's very, very, very good work. 
I had to get the pronunciation from Jacob uh, like six weeks ago. And I've been practicing ever since. So yeah, I mean, you sound like you run. could do a so- you could do a <laughs> soccer or football podcast. <laughs> That's correct. I would never call it soccer. I would call it football or the beautiful right. game if I was right. ever on there. <laughs> Jordan's be the top of the leaderboard. As you mentioned, Greg, he just made birdie on 14 and he is in a fairway bunker on 15 and he is 11 under par, which is one shot clear of Jason Kokrak, who is another two shots clear of the chasers at eight. Let's talk about Jordan. Let's talk about his history at Colonial because we probably should have seen this coming. The guy literally rolls out of bed, finishes inside the top 10 here, and he's at it again. Yeah, he definitely understands how to play the golf course. It's it's perfect for him. Uh, the way that it asks for strategy, it asks for kind of a, a pretty well-rounded game, as we talked about earlier in the week. And that's what Jordan does. Jordan is, you know, maybe he's not the best driver of the golf ball. He hit seven fairways yesterday, hit six so far today. But he has been a gainer. And right now, he's gained nearly two shots off the tee. So he's gaining off the tee. Uh, he's fourth tee to green right now, but he's... He's, he's gaining approaching the green. He's gaining around the green. He's gaining on the greens. And that's what you get for a leader. He is strong in every single area. Uh, and it speaks to what not only where Jordan's game is, but also what it takes to do well at Colonial. Yeah, he's been absolutely magnificent and, dare I say, leaving strokes out there because the very observant uh, producer Jacob has said he has not made a birdie or an eagle on any par five this week. He is playing the par fives, especially number one. That's the easiest hole on the course. Even par. So you could argue uh, he's leaving some strokes out there, Greg. Yeah, I, I would say. But at the same time, you know, you make a couple of 20 footers. You have the you have the uh, the <laughs> yeah. You have the putting day that he had yesterday. And yeah, it, and it's, it, it's hard it, to complain. <laughs> they, it balances it out, right? So this this brings up the old famous line, uh, one of my very favorite lines. It is what it is. So this is exactly this is exactly where he is. He probably has hold a couple more putts than he has been in past weeks, not taking advantage of the par fives. It balances out to uh, a guy who's on top of the leaderboard. Now, I think they're going to be able to finish this tonight. They've got about an hour more of daylight, but it would really stink for Spieth to have to play like half a hole tomorrow morning at 6.30 when his tee time is probably going to be closer yeah. to 2 o'clock. So there, there is plenty of incentive, especially for that group, to get this thing in tonight. Well, I'll tell you, it looks like uh, just watching on the shot tracker now, um, it, they're moving along pretty quick. He's already he made a birdie. He made a birdie <laughs> right where we started. He hit it into a book. Now he's already on the green. He's already on the green at uh, at 15. So, yeah, with an hour of daylight left, you got uh, a birdie putt to roll in. You won't have a par putt to deal with if you're Spieth. And then you got to play just a couple more holes. So I, I think they... I think at least Spieth has a pretty good chance of getting it all in. <laughs> One shot back at the moment, and in at 10 under is Jason Kokrak, who posted early on Friday. He's got back-to-back 65s, and we've seen this from Kokrak at times. I think back to what he did at Shadow Creek. He can kind of get hot, put himself on top of the leaderboard, and you know, there's, there's little reason uh, to think he's going to be going away because he's one of the b- best players in strokes gained T to green so far through two two rounds uh, leading right now as we speak, but um, it, 
And and the other thing, Rick, is he's not great around the green. He's basically at a zero right now uh, around the greens. And on the year, I would say that's his weakness, the short game. But he's a really good ball striker. He drives it long and quite accurately. Uh, and he's a pretty good iron player as well. This week, he's excelling in both of those areas. He's fourth uh, approaching the green. He's third um, off the tee as we speak. But what the biggest difference for Jason Kokrak so far this year, um, and it's been kind of a similar story this week is the putting. He's all the way up to seventh on the PGA Tour in strokes game putting. When you have a guy that hits it as long as he does and is as solid a ball striker as he is, look out because he, he's going to continue to give himself looks and opportunities. And when he puts it all together like he is right now, um, this is exactly where he's going to find himself. A couple of big movers on the day. Maverick McNeely and Charlie Hoffman, they both went out early. McNeely shot a 7-under 63. It moved him from 41st to, at the moment, a tie for 6th. And Charlie Hoffman, Greg, added again in Texas, shooting a 8-under 62 to move him from 57th to currently a tie for 6th. Uh, plenty of low scores were out there, especially this morning, and these two guys took advantage of it. Charlie Hoffman is just unbelievable. I mean, I didn't quite know what to I think love about this guy. Him. I love I mean, him. I love him. Where, where would you where do you rank him this year on, on the PGA tour? Like like this calendar year. He's amongst is he a top he's, 10 player? Do you yeah. Think? So he's the uh he's the 2021 Harris English. Harris English in 2020, like if you looked at his stats, was like the 11th best player on tour. He was like 11th in strokes gain total. And like right. that's what you're getting with Charlie Hoffman right now. And Harris English did not have a win to show for it. Now he would he would eventually go on to win the tournament of champions, the first event of 2021. And Charlie Hoffman might not have a win to show for it this year. We'll see. Maybe he maybe he shuts me up with that uh on Sunday but but he is that type of consistently good player that no one wants to really say that he's a top 10 player Right. And um, I, I think part of that is very similar to Harris English last year, the big events. Um, I, I know Harris English had a nice um, event at the Northern Trust in the playoffs, but you, you're not familiar with seeing Charlie Hoffman's name near the top, at least in recent years of the really big events. I mean, after uh, round one of the Masters, you're used to seeing it, but it's been a while since we've seen him, you know, leading the way in a major championship. So we haven't seen him in the really big events um, stand up to it. But if he can if, if he can keep this up in an event like this, I think this would be a nice kind of um, rung up for him. Um, and, and there are a number of really big events coming up through the year. And if he could just continue what he's doing, uh, I, I think he's set up for, a, you know, some I think he could win a really big event. I think he's just that kind of player. And this week, Rick. A 62 today, you always think, well, okay, he's probably going to fall off tomorrow. It's probably not going to be that kind of a day again tomorrow. But Charlie Hoffman has been playing so well. Um, the confidence is so high. I don't think this is like a surprise for him. I, th I think a 62 is probably what he's regularly shooting um, in his practice rounds at, at home. So I, I, I kind of expect um, more of the same for the rest of this week. Okay, well, our friends over at William Hill have been updating the odds live, and I want to talk through them. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. William Hill, as we should expect, uh, currently has Jordan Spieth at minus 125 on a Friday evening with about three holes and one putt to play. So it is essentially, Greg, what, what William Hill is saying is it is Jordan Spieth versus the field those are the implied odds let's get your take on that first before we look at some of the names further down the board well it's fair he's he's the best player in the field he's the best player in the um in the world right now so i i completely understand where they're coming from with that and he also happens to be the most popular player in the field so um all those things we talk about all the time why are odds the way they are it's not a prediction of what's going to happen necessarily so it makes sense that jordan's on the top um but uh, you got to watch out for a Jason Kokrak and a Charlie Hoffman, two other guys we've talked about, uh, among others. But these two players are are well rounded enough. Did we lose Greg, or did we lose me? Sounds like we lost Greg. Oh, Jacob's there. So okay, I think we lost Greg. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Oh no, he was he was in the midst of something heavy. He was referring to Charlie Hoffman at 18 to 1, who is currently seven under par. That's four back of Jordan Spieth. And he was referring to Jason Kokrak at five and a half to one, who's currently one shot back. And I'm just trying to vamp and see if he if we can get Greg back here, but I'm not sure we're gonna have him, Jacob. I, I don't know if we are gonna have him. Tell me what you think about Charlie Hoffman today. He gains four point six. Is what I'm saying. 4.6 strokes gained putting today, with yeah. which, like, usually that throws the model off. But he also gained over three strokes on approach. I don't yeah, know what to make it, Chuck. Well, that's how you go out and shoot a 62 or whatever he shot, right? Where you're one of the best players on approach and you're one of the best players on the putting surfaces. So it is certainly reasonable that the putter will regress, but it's probably why he has staying power is because he was great in ball striking again on Friday and he has been one of the best ball strikers on tour uh, since the calendar turned to 2021. So I'm I'm pretty optimistic about Charlie Hoffman. He might be uh, trying to chase down, you know, an, an unstoppable force in Jordan Spieth, but I don't think Charlie Hoffman's going anywhere this weekend. I would for the for the hope of my one and done selection. I would uh, (laughs) really hope that you are correct there. I'm getting a taxi from Greg. He should be coming along in a second here. But let's say uh, if you got these guys at the top here, who do you like? Oh no, that's Greg calling me right now. He's a caller. Yeah, he's He's a a caller. caller. He's a caller. Uh, Who do you like the at the top right now? That's that's not Jordan Speed. Let's let's presume you don't want to lay the minus one twenty five. All right, let's do that. Uh, Colin Morikawa still is interesting to me. Now he's uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm I'm worried that he's too many shots back. But what he's been doing, and and I watched a lot of his uh, Friday round two because he was on the featured groups. He was striking it beautifully, and of course the putter is always going to act up. He made uh, a couple of unforced errors on three and four, made bogey on both of those. If he was sitting at seven under, I'd feel a lot better about this, but we have seen Morikawa put together stretches of golf that are really uh, inhuman. You know, what he did to win the PGA Championship, um, he was actually a guy, and I don't know if we said it 
on the Tuesday show or on the Monday show. But if you've been if you've been blindly betting Colin Morikawa over the course of his career, you are probably making a lot of money. Not only is he winning at a prolific rate, but he is also doing it with generally longer odds than a lot of the top tier guys. Colin Morikawa routinely comes in 25, 30 to one in, in, in fields like this. He's going to be 16 or 18. He's never really going to get down to that eight or 10 or 12 number. So Morikawa is a guy that if you've been blindly betting, you've probably been making quite a bit of cash. What are we thinking here? Should I just shut this down? Are we lose? Are we done with Greg? Producer Look, Jacob? I mean, Greg bailed on us. He said it's Friday night and Memorial Day weekend. Uh, he, you know, he said, you know what? I'm done. My internet just crudded out on me. So I'm going to get out. So I think we're cool to cool to get out to. All right, here's the update. Jordan Spieth makes par on 15. He's got three shots to go as we sign off here. The cut line, I'm just going to go on record. I think the plus ones are safe. We'll find out as the rest of the evening goes on. But for now, that'll do it. We'll be back after round three and after round four to break it all down. Big thanks, producer Jacob, not only doing all the hard work behind the scenes, but in front of the scenes tonight. Uh, Greg Ducharme, you can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.